Are you getting the most from a local writing group? Have you considered starting a writing group in your area but don't know exactly where to begin? Today's episode provides the lowdown on what you should expect from a writing group and the elements to consider when starting one. Stick around. Your best writing life begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. And I am so very glad that you're listening in. During this episode, you're going to learn the scoop on local writing groups. My industry expert is Heather Greer. Heather is the author of Faith's Journey, Grasping Hope, Relentless Love, Cake That, Love in the Square Circle, and her newest release, Window of Opportunity. She also has devotions published in Thriving Family Magazine. Heather's goal is always to write and speak truth to encourage God's people to live their faith. When she isn't busy writing or speaking, Heather enjoys reading, baking, and spending time with her husband, children, and grandson. As a preacher's kid and pastor's wife, Heather has enjoyed years of serving in ministries that work with all age groups, and I am so glad that she's here. Heather Greer, welcome to Your Best Writing Life. Thank you, Linda. I'm excited to be here. Um, I listen, and I've gotten so much out of this podcast, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, I am too. I'm glad to have you on. And our topic today is going to help so many people because we know that writing is a lonely industry. Yes. And we may be lonely as writers or the lone writers. We don't have to be alone. So we're going to go. We shouldn't be. And we should. I like that. And we shouldn't be. We're looking at the scoop on local writing groups. Let's start right off with, why do we need local writing groups? Well, Linda, as writers, we do all we can to grow and to make connections with other writers. We listen to podcasts. We join newsletters, Facebook groups. We attend virtual and in-person conferences. And each of these are wonderful tools which equip us to be better writers. And especially from conferences, we come away energized and full and overflowing with ideas that we want to implement in our writing. Then reality hits. The conference high wears off. Life starts getting in the way. And that technique that was so clear when it was presented at the writer's conference becomes a little less clear to us. Doubts start creeping in. Um, Our writing stutters. It stalls. And then the river of words that came out of that conference comes against life, and it's reduced to a trickle. And we need a fresh infusion of inspiration. 
an encouragement, something to open up the way so those words can flow like the river they're meant to be. And it is a scriptural concept. Proverbs 27, 17 reminds us that iron sharpens iron. And even though we're not talking about a church here, we're talking about a group of writers, as faith writers, we can apply this concept to our writing, as well as 1 Peter 4.10, which talks about using our gifts to serve others. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul speaks on spiritual gifts. And while writing may not be listed in that group of spiritual gifts, it's a way God uses faith writers to exercise their spiritual gift, whether that's encouragement or shepherding or whatever it happens to be. And our gifts are meant to be used for the benefit of the body as a whole. So God can use our writing not only in the lives of readers, but our writing journey in the lives of other writers. And that's why it's really important to have that local writing group. I agree with you. Local writing groups hold incredible value. We get input from all directions. Some of it we use, some of it we consider, some of it we may toss, but at least we have it. And we have the camaraderie of those who get us. Here's the Mm -hmm. next thing. Where do we find a local writing group? Well, Linda, there's a variety of groups to choose from out there already national groups like ACFW and Word Weavers that in addition to their national large group, they have local groups that provide monthly times of instruction and encouragement. And these can be great blessings and they come already assembled. They are already in place, but they aren't for everyone for a couple of reasons. Maybe you can't afford to become a member of this national group, or maybe You can afford the national group, but a lot of times the smaller chapters have fees as well for the programs that they provide. So cost can be something that prohibits you from joining one of these groups. Or maybe, like me, you live in an area where there isn't one. If I were to join, I think my closest in one of these groups was like a two-hour drive away. So I would have to drive two hours there for a say two, three hour meeting to then drive two hours back to my house. I can't do that. So where I couldn't find people in this way, I needed to find a local one or create my own local one. And so looking in the local library is a great place to start already established local one. Many groups will advertise there or meet there. And while it isn't necessarily strictly Christian writers in these groups, and it's not wrong to join those that aren't, I want people to be aware because faith writers write from a different perspective. They're writing for a different reason. And that does sometimes affect how we write what we write. And so when you're joining a group that isn't a Christian writer's group, it's fine. And you can practice some of the same techniques and things like that. But just like we seek out friends of faith to advise us in our everyday lives, when we're looking at our faith writing, we want to be sure and have people who can give us input from that perspective as well. I agree with that. And I do know Word Weavers offer online groups. And Mm -hmm. that's a fabulous way to connect as well. There's just something about face-to-face, person-to-person groups where you can 
really glean and possibly even meet outside of the group. So I really want to know a little bit more in the area of local writing groups. If there isn't one, is it difficult to start one? What are your thoughts on that? It can be, depending on where you live and and the people you know. But it is completely doable. And I say start with prayer, first of all. God will bring you the people that you need. The Carbondale Christian Writers Group is a group that I'm involved in. And I didn't start it, but I had a friend who, um, at the time I didn't know her, now she's a friend through this group. She wanted writing accountability. And she found a woman in her church who also wrote. That woman knew I liked to write, so she invited me. I knew this other woman who liked to write, so I invited her. The group started with just the four of us. It was word of mouth getting us together. And in the past five years, we've had several come visit the group, and they didn't come back. And that's fine. It's not for everybody. But others have joined and faithfully come over the monthly meetings. And now If everybody's there, we generally have about 10 around the table, which is a good-sized group. It lets us really hear from each person. And so all it takes is one other person to begin your group. You can put an advertisement on the board at your local library. You can start talking up writing on social media. Talk about writing, and soon you're going to find other people that like to write. And on a side note, I do want to mention that in the society that we live in, if you're starting a writer's group from scratch and you do not already know these people, you are not already friends with them, please, please do not meet at your home. Find a public place, meet at the library. A lot of times they even have conference rooms that you can rent for a small fee. Meet at a local coffee shop. Meet at the table area in your local mall, whatever Mm. it happens to be. Just find a place that is public to start your meetings if you're starting with people that you do not know personally. That is very good insight. We may be talking to individuals that are faith-based writers, but if we don't know them, we want everyone to feel safe. We want everyone to feel that they can share what they're there to share and not worry about anything else. And beginning in a public area, oh, I can understand that perfectly. Perfectly. This is good. When you're looking at creating a group, who should participate? Ideally, your writing group should be made up of people who are serious about faith and writing. But take note, I didn't say they're serious about faith writing. There are some very strong believers who write from a Christian worldview, but they write more clean fiction and nonfiction instead of specifically Christian writing. Okay. And they don't feel that's what they're supposed to focus on at this time. And that's okay, too. And just as there is a spectrum for how Christian our writing is, there's also a spectrum for where we are in our writing journeys. The group I'm in began with four of us. Two of us had short stories or devotions or articles published in the past. Two had nothing. Three of us were writing with publication as our goal. One was writing for more personal reasons. Publication doesn't have to be the goal as long as we're dedicated to finding time to write. Today, I have seven traditionally published books with three more on the way. Another founding member has published one with two more on the way. 
A third founding member has one indie published book with its sequel and its prequel soon to be released. Cool. We're all at different places and we've taken different paths to get where we are, but that's good. It allows us to bring experiences and viewpoints to the rest of the group that we may not have had those experiences ourselves. We each have our strengths and we can each encourage others with those. Everyone brings something unique to the group that helps others, no matter how experienced or new we are in the writing world. Mm. And I like that. I like the diversity because we may start off in one genre and it's great to be able to have feedback from someone that's also writing in that genre because you both have drive in that particular Mm -hmm. area. I think it's also great to hear from others and to read writing in different genres, because Mm -hmm. who knows, that may be a place that you decide to go later as well. And I like that you mentioned what the goals were, publication, personal, there's a lot of people that write memoirs, and they're writing it for their families, Mm -hmm. Uh, autobiographies, poetry, there's so much that can be written But having other eyes on your material is such a blessing. And the encouragement that you can receive, that personal encouragement, Mm -hmm. really helps to develop us as writers. I appreciate that that is your suggestions here. What do people do in a writer's group? Well, no two groups are identical. How and when they meet the rules dictating how the meetings progress, and the activities we participate in vary from group to group. Our group has three main parts, and I really love the way ours is broken down. The first part is the writing well check. Our host, Brenda, opens the meeting by introducing new people around the table. Then we all share what we've been working on and how the process is going. It isn't a time just to be nosy. We're not just gathering information and gossip. It's a way that we can encourage each other and challenge each other. We celebrate our successes, whether it's a new book releasing or the fact that we just met our writing goals for the month. We cheer on and encourage those who are struggling. And we realize through sharing our own wins and losses that we're not alone. Yeah. Everyone has off months and it's okay. But we encourage others in the group to pick themselves up after an off month. And they do the same for us and keep us moving forward. Our group gets to gel together as a single unit at this time. Um, We really become a a family together. We hear all the time about believers um, in the body working together for God's purpose. And we think about the church as a whole. And while this is correct, our group of Christian writers has come together kind of like a mini body to equip and encourage each of us in the writing ministry God has gifted us with. Mm-hmm. Our denominations don't matter as we work together, and we make each other stronger in writing the message God has given us to write. Oh, that's great. The second part of our writer's group is our critique time. One element present in most writer's groups is this critique time. This is when we read new material and others comment on it to make it stronger, like you said earlier. There are no hard and fast rules to accomplish it, but you do need guidelines for your group to help manage time and expectations. There are four things that I consider important in developing your critique time. The first thing is preparing ahead of time. If your group is old school, that means everybody has printouts so everybody else can read it. 
our group uses Google Docs and we upload our things to Google Docs and then we can open it up there and we can read and comment before and after group. And it makes it really easy to read and comment during group as well. And everybody has it right there in front of them at group. That's good. Uh, the second one is setting word and comment limits. It isn't fair that one person's critique and reading should take up the entire time you have set because they bring in a 20-page reading. Depending on your group size, sometimes you may have to split and go, okay, today we're going to do this half of the room. Next group, we're going to do that half of the room. Uh, I know some groups handle it that way when their groups are large. But limiting how long a reading is and limiting commenters to one or two short points will help your group move along in a timely manner. And again, like I said, another perk to Google Docs, the comments can be right there in real time while you're reading. That's great. Um, another thing to consider is deciding who's going to do the reading. A lot of people like to read their own work, but at the same time, we know what we mean when we put it on the paper. We know what tone we've used. When we allow somebody else to read our work, we can hear where maybe it isn't as clear what we meant as we thought it was. You know, that perfect sentence we wrote maybe isn't so perfect after all. <laughs> maybe it came across in the wrong tone. And hearing somebody else read your work, you'll hear your writing's personality and know if the tone needs changed or something needs clarified. It allows you to hear the flow of your sentences. And it allows you to see rough spots a little easier and correct them. And the fourth part in critique time is encouraging constructive criticism and praise. We've all read the reviews stating this book is bad. And it may be true, but it's not helpful. It's why is the book bad? Is the character unlikable? Were the sentences too long and convoluted to follow? Were there gaping plot holes? Does the author tell instead of show? Comments should come with real information pertaining to the writing, and that helps the writers grow in their writing. Not every comment is weighed as heavily as others, as preference does play a part sometimes. But if there are specifics cited, a writer can look at those things objectively. But we all know, after getting those bad reviews, criticism can hurt. Be sure that everything we say is said in love and always balance it with good points. Mm -hmm. It is cliche, but a little bit of sugar does help the medicine go down. Huh. Well, I, I like that. And I like having the preface of this is our group. It's almost like developing a mission statement for your writing group and mm -hmm. to say, this is why we meet. This is what we look to accomplish. If you are part of our group, these are the expectations that we have. And to really help individuals understand this particular tone is critical. This tone right. is well-received because there's, mm -hmm. again, saying that writing can be a lonely industry. Mm -hmm. We may not know how we come across when we're talking to someone else. You, you know about the personalities, Heather, mm -hmm. and some personalities, they're blunt. They want to get to the point. They do bullet yes. points and they go boom, boom, boom. And there you go. And mm -hmm. thinking that they're doing something wonderful. 
then there's others that will go into detail and talk and talk <laughs> and talk. And you're mm -hmm. just going, oh my goodness, no. So if we're going to critique it, having a time limit, having mm -hmm. a tone that's acceptable as critique and uh -huh. understanding what it's supposed to accomplish. It's always to lift up the heads of those mm -hmm. that are in the group to help them identify in their own work. Ah, I see what you're saying. And again, what you said, don't just say, yeah, it's bad. Next. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Okay. Well, I'm not coming back here. No, that's very good. All right. So you've given us, you have provided for us part one and you said part one was the writing well check. Part uh -huh. two was the critique time. And right. then in your group, you have part three, exercising our writing muscles. Tell us about that. Linda, this is one of my favorite parts. And I am so thankful. I have to give a shout out here to Brenda. She is our group leader and host. She does an amazing job of keeping us on task in those other two areas so that we always have time for this exercising of our writing muscles. And it's how we end each writing group because just like an athlete stretches before they go do their sport or an actor or singer warms up, we participate in short exercises to get our creativity flowing and to push ourselves to think outside of our box. And sometimes this involves a short lesson or a video teaching on writing technique, and then we follow it up with an activity. But whether we start with a lesson or just jump into the activity, that activity encourages us to practice writing technique. Mm. And usually they last about 10 to 15 minutes. And then we share our results around the room, which is a lot of fun. Now, an internet search is a great way to find writing exercises. There are also tons of books available that focus on writing prompts and different writing exercises and things like that. But we have four of them that are kind of favorites in our group that I thought I'd share. Yeah. And I also, as my giveaway for today, I have a list of different writing group exercises that you can use in your writing group. I even included a picture of a writing cube, which we're going to talk about. So those are for you. I hope you enjoy them and get as much out of them as I do using these in our writing group. Um, the first one is a picture or object prompt. Everyone begins with the same picture or object and creates a scene. You can incorporate extra guidelines like writing in certain genres or incorporating the five senses or practicing show don't tell. These writing prompts really give you insight into the makeup of your group. One of my favorite times was I brought pictures of mushrooms. That was our writing prompt, was just pictures of mushrooms that my son had taken. And the variety of stories that we got, we got fairy tale, we got survival, we got somebody tripping, we ah. got somebody poisoning somebody with them. I mean, it, it just, you really get to know your group through these writing exercises <laughs> and you know which ones not to eat at their house after that. Um, the second type we do is pick a genre and theme. This one, you need two bags and some strips of paper. And on one of them, you write different writing genres. On the other one, you put a theme or a setting or a person 
whatever you want and put those into the other bag. Each participant has to create their scene with one slip from each bag. Oh, that's great. And this can push you outside of your comfort zone because we rarely get the genre that we're used to writing in. Okay. Do you ever so get makes, do you ever get pushback on that? We have gotten how am I supposed to write a biblical story about a train? <laughs> um, you know, yes, yes. We had that at our last writing group was we were doing a different activity, but it worked out kind of the same where you had a theme and a genre and the lady got train. We were supposed to write about a train and she got the biblical fiction genre. And it really stretched her, but she did it. She took train in a whole different direction than the rest of us. And it worked out really well. But that's the fun of it. It pushes you to think. Oh, I love it. Then a third one that we do is our story cubes. And like I said, there is a printable copy that is in the handout. But you can also make your own. There are several online. You can buy some already done if you don't want little paper ones and you want to invest in, I guess, professional ones. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You can buy them. But they generally give a character, a setting, and an object. And you roll the story cubes and whatever shows up on top, that's what you have to write about. So it's just kind of a different way of doing that theme and genre kind of picking thing. And then the first line. I like this one because you never know where it's going to go or what you're going to get. But everybody in your group gets a different book. It doesn't matter what book it is. Just pick a bunch off your shelf, take them to writer's group, pass them around. Tell people to turn to page 36. And the first full line on that page is going to be the line they have to start with in their own writing. So, I mean, you can get some really weird stuff that, you know, and again, you can also adapt it and say, okay, and you're writing in this genre and you're writing in this genre, or we're all writing in the same genre, or you can adapt each of these with as much or as little as you want. But these are four basic ones that we do. And we have a lot of fun with them. And we really get to know everybody in our group. And it's great because it does bring us together as a group. And it helps us laugh together and learn together and grow together. And we all need that because writing is hard work. Mm. And as you've said, we write by ourselves, but we are not alone and we're not meant to be alone. And becoming part of a local writing group is a great way to remind ourselves of that. I can't tell you the number of times that my uh, my mom is in our local writing group. And she's called me and said, are you going tonight? Oh, I don't know. I'm feeling tired. It's been a long day. I've done nothing but run today. I've not gotten anything done. I'm, I'm just... I really just want to chill in front of the TV and just veg out watching whatever I'm watching. But talking to her, I go, okay, yeah, we'll go. We'll go. And I am not feeling it at all. Hmm. But I get there and I guarantee you, I come home lifted up. Hmm. I come home encouraged and energized and ready to focus. And that is why we need a local Christian writers group. Mm. That in and of itself, being able to enjoy time with other people, getting out of the house, changing our environment, especially in these days, 
it really is uplifting and encouraging. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hearing what others are writing or hearing others' struggles, that can be encouragement because we mm-hmm. know that we're not alone. We know that we're not alone. Right. You have given us a lot to walk away with. So this is great. I will invite you. Is there anything, any additional thoughts that you maybe weren't considering when we first started that you'd like to offer to those who are joining writers groups or even those that have been participants for a while? Find one. Mm. Um, Because not only do you get encouragement from, like you said, uh, hearing others are in the same place and have faced the same things. Not only do you get encouragement from their feedback and the camaraderie together, you're also going to get encouragement when you're able to be the one who lifts someone else up. Mm -hmm. And that happens too. I like that because God uses us. He uses all of us. And we Mm -hmm. may be thinking we're only good for this And he says, I have opportunities for you. Get out there, be around others, and let me show you what I have in store for you. Mm -hmm. And that would be fabulous. So good. Heather Greer, thank you so much. You have given us a lot. Now, you're a first-time guest here on Your Best Writing Mm -hmm. Life. And you've been listening to the program for a while. So you know that we always like to take a peek behind the personal curtain of our first-time guests. Is there something that you'd be willing to share that maybe we would not read on your bio? Oh, wow. Um, I'm a pretty (laughs) open book, Linda, but um, I tend to like to wear plaid a lot. Um, (laughs) Not because I have a particular affinity for plaid. It just seems like plaid is a good pattern to wear over things. And I like the layers. I like, you know, a comfortable shirt over another comfortable shirt. So plaid is in a lot of things in my closet. Ah, well, that's what a thought. I need to go in and see what's in my closet. I need to go in and look and go, (laughs) do I have a pattern in my closet at all? You know, my husband would say, if you can even get into your closet, that would be a good thing. But anyway, I digress there. That's good. You're a plaid girl. Love it. Yes, I am. You had mentioned your giveaway. It's a download and it's local writing group exercises. Mm -hmm. And I've looked at this. It is fabulous. And you give really good options. And as you said, you have the template, a template Mm -hmm. that they can print out and actually utilize and to even make their Mm -hmm. cube. Why is the exercise portion, I know you said you really enjoy it. Why is this something we should start incorporating if we're not utilizing it at this time? It opens up your creativity in ways that you don't expect. It does build that camaraderie because there is plenty of laughter and enjoyment that come through reading and finding out things about people as they're they're writing in these different prompts. It also pushes you out of your writing comfort zone. Yeah. And the only way we're going to grow is if we allow something to push us out of that comfort zone. That's true. That's true. We all need a little push, a little bit of encouragement. You can do this. And what better way to do it 
surrounded by friends and those that you mm-hmm. enjoy being with on a regular basis anyway. All right. You have a new book that's out. Tell us about Windows of Opportunity. Windows of Opportunity is one of those pushing you out of your comfort zone kind of things. I'm, well, I can't say it anymore. I can't say. I'm a contemporary Christian romance writer because Window of Opportunity is not contemporary. It is historical romance, and it's the first in a four-book series. I only am writing the first one. There are three other authors that are going to take it from there, and it's going to follow the same family, the Dunn family, through history all the way from 1920s, which is where I started with the gangsters and the judge's daughter. Just a lot of fun and goes all the way into a dystopian future in the fourth book. So you follow the Dunn family all through the years and a stained glass window. And the stained glass window is really integral to this family. And it plays a part in each story that we tell. I had a lot of fun stepping out of my comfort zone and doing this story, Brendan and Evangeline's story. And, um, From what I'm hearing, people are enjoying it and and loving getting to know them. So that makes my writer's heart happy. Yay. So good. I also want to share with all of you and give a shout out to the podcast Heather and I co-host. It is Staying Real About Faith and Family. And I'd really love for you to check it out. Not just check it out. I'd, I'd like you to subscribe to it. I'm just going to jump out and say that. Staying real about (laughs) faith and family. Our dynamics together is a lot of fun. Heather kind of keeps me in line. So, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if I let her have a moment to talk. Yeah, that's how that works. (laughs) So, I have numerous links in the show notes for you to be able to find out more about Heather. And she also has some great downloads on her website. So, I have links to that as well. Heather, just thank you so much for being here with us on Your Best Writing Life. Well, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment to share this podcast with another writer or two. Give us a star rating, post an episode review, and hit subscribe. I greatly appreciate what you have to say as much as what you choose to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on your best writing life.